We all love the sound of money, and a $1,500 sign-on bonus sounds even better. That's right, Belicio Foods of Jackson is offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus to new employees. Receive an extra $100 your first six weeks, then $400 after day 90, and $500 after day 180. Don't wait. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers today. That's BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Come work for a company who truly values their employees. Come work for Belicio Foods. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, Jennifer here to start off your morning with my, well, one of my besties in the whole world. And and uh, her name is Hannah Bachtel. And Hannah is here. And we're going to talk about fun stuff like wound care. Absolutely fun stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the program. It's so fun. I rarely get to, you know, like, like get to sit here with people that I've like known all my life. So this is fun. I wondered if you got to do that, but that's great. I mean, we, we go way back. We do go way back. And what we're not going to do is tell you about some of the things that we have done. Okay. That's for another show. That's correct. (laughs) Not the morning show. No, (laughs) that'd be the late night show. Exactly. (laughs) But no, we've had a lot of fun over the years. But Hannah um, is is one of those folks that I like to say is a little sick and twisted. And that is because she loves all of the stuff that, that grosses most people out. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I Even from a young child, I tried to look in my own ears. I would, you know, found any other, anything to try to look into to... To squeeze or to fix squeeze or, or pick or dig out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my family can tell you that I've always been that way. My poor sister, Kate, she I tortured her. Yeah, because she was yeah. younger, yes. so she had to take it. She took it. <laughs> Bless her heart. She turned out all right. It's fine. She did. She, she did. turned out great. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, we were laughing off the air because Hannah was the one at the slumber party. It was like, let me, I don't know. You know, you're in the eighth grade and she's already assessing your, you know, whatever you've got on yourself. And yes. So it, it, she got it on us. But, um, but no, wound care is very, very important. Um, and, and I know today we kind of want to focus on diabetes a little bit because uh, with summer months, it's it's a, a thing where diabetics can get themselves into a little bit of trouble if yes, you're not can. careful out right. there. So um, how does like what makes the summertime different for diabetics per se than than like winter? And it's not necessarily the diabetes itself. It's the stuff that you that you do yes. <laughs> during the summer. So obviously in the summer, <laughs> the, you're hot um, and you're if your blood sugar is elevated, you're sweating more than most people, you're getting dehydrated faster. So that's one of the things you need to make sure and stay hydrated. The other thing is we, nobody likes to wear shoes in the summer. Uh, no. Diabetics included. Um, I feel so, you. And a lot of times with diabetics, they have decreased feeling in their feet. And so okay. they go without their shoes. They step on something sharp. Um, they don't know it because they can't feel it. And they don't realize it until they have a severe infection a lot of times. And then so this like is what, yeah, bad. this is why the, you know, everyone says wear shoes when you're diabetic. Um, also, we've had patients that don't have any feeling in their feet and they walk on really hot surfaces and they have severe burns on their feet. 
Mm. So those things, mostly related to not wearing shoes or wearing the wrong <laughs> shoes. Because you could even wear like a soft-soled slipper in the house and still run something through your foot. Sure. And like, not know it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've done that before, but you know, obviously I can feel it. But but right. if you can't feel it, I can imagine. I mean, if you're diabetic and you don't have the feeling, I mean, God knows there's a lot of things outside you can step on. Yes. I mean, it could be a rock. It could be anything. There's a lot of things in your house you can step on. Yes. I mean, Legos. I mean, anything oh. like that. Oh, God. <laughs> that just gives me like chills to talk about. But they, about. if they don't know it, I mean, we've yeah. had people walk on um, things in their shoe for a long time and not know it and then end up with a bad wound. Oh, it's inside the in, shoe. Inside the shoe. So like oh, a kid no. puts your, you know, puts their Lego in your shoe and you put your shoe on and you don't really know that the Lego's in there. Oh, so it seems it seems crazy to us to think that you couldn't feel to that level, but they really can't feel anything. Right. And that just is something that goes uh, along with, you know, having diabetes. So, um, and I know I was listening to you, you were on the radio a little bit ago, and, and I think Rodney asked you, um, you know, could a wound actually, it, it could work vice versa. You could end up with this wound and not know you have diabetes and Correct. then be like, why, why do I have this, this like cut on my arm is not healing. And, you know, maybe that was like a, a godsend to you to, to get yourself checked out. That's true. Um, having high blood sugar does decrease your healing. And why so, is that? Um, your body's just not working like it should. Okay. Um, you're dehydrated, like we talked about. Okay. Um, if your blood sugar's high and it, th you're just not getting the glucose in the cell that will go in the area that it's supposed to, to heal that wound. Okay. So a lot of patients that we have come in that they have a non-healing wound and I, they'll say, well, my doctor's checked me several times for diabetes and I don't have it. So, you know, they're checking to make sure, but Sometimes those non-healing wounds are some type of cancer. We've had that. Oh, So, yes. you know, these places that don't heal, it doesn't look like a normal wound. So we'll send them to dermatology or we can do the biopsy in the wound center and find that it's actually cancer that happens. Um, so it, it, it's just a wide variety of wounds that we see. I'll bet. Yes. Rashes. I mean, we even see rashes sometimes that won't heal, which... Honestly, I'd rather we just send them to dermatology. But um, it, I mean, it, it, we don't have a lot of resources in this area for the complex stuff. Mm -hmm. So we usually get a lot of those complex issues and we just have to, we'll, we'll get them to the right place. It just might take a little time. Well, and that's the main thing is, so, you know, if, if something doesn't seem right, then it's not right. And your first stop should probably be, you know, to go see Hannah and the gang at the wound care center at Holzer, because if nothing else, you can assess the situation and then get them to the right correct spot. And that happens periodically, you know, um, we see patients with wounds and you can tell pretty quickly that something's not right if it's not right. And then, so we see patients that have non-healing wounds that may have lupus or, oh. um, scleroderma, those kind of skin infections. So we have to work with like a rheumatologist and those. So okay. honestly, we're just a, another specialty to kind of flesh these things out. And, you know, their rheumatologist may not even know they have wounds, but we're like, yes, you need to go back and see your rheumatologist. And then they can 
ad- adjunctively prescribe things to help with the skin. That makes total sense. Yeah. So once again, like everyone working together, and even if your rheumatologist isn't within the Holzer system, um, that's okay. You guys work with all kinds of different um, places. We call and get records. We send referral information back and forth, that kind of thing, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, we see venous ulcers is a big one for the summer as well. Okay, what is that? So um, the arteries flow down, veins flow back up. And oh. these, um, the veins get... Probably if you were a nurse practitioner, you'd know that. <laughs> I don't know. Marla and I are like... <laughs> but the, the okay. veins get flooded with fluid. You know, it's hot outside. Everybody starts swelling, right? You've had okay. swelling in your legs before. Well, yes. the, these patients where their veins don't pump correctly, they get really big legs. Okay. And then the legs, once they start getting bigger and bigger like a balloon you know stretch the skin stretches then they get blisters and they get all kinds of open wounds on their legs okay and that's like we don't want that especially in a diabetes situation right correct you do so not we have, want that you do not want that we have patients who have diabetes and venous you know yeah it just goes on and on i was telling matt diabetes just affects every system so it does um you, you know it's really important to keep that under control but we treat venous ulcers too so okay all right. So those are all things that, you know, I, it's amazing to me that, that, and it's so good that we have the wound care center right here in Jackson. It's out of the hospital. Right. Location. But then you also have a location in Galpolis. Galpolis. Uh-huh. And behind you work both. The, I do work both. Okay. Um, the one in Galpolis is not like in the hospital. It's behind the travel lodge. Okay. Um, so it's, it's really nice. Obviously it's brand new. A couple years, three years old, maybe almost three years. Oh, wow. That's um, awesome. But it's um, both centers have excellent staff and they all are the same as me. They obviously they <laughs> they're all sick and twisted is what she's they're trying to say. They're all sick and twisted. They <laughs> like this. They like the oozy stuff. Um, You're like Dr. Pimple Popper, but yeah. like, but it's like worse. <laughs> Ooh, we should start an episode. Can we do that, Marla? <laughs> okay. She's going to, she's going to make a call. Oh, let's do it. Um, but we, I mean, the, the staff are committed to the patient. You know, we see them at their worst and we just want to make them better. Yeah. And I would, like I said, um, you know, the new staff that come in are amazed at how quickly things start turning around for the patients. And yes. it, it, there's nothing like having a patient come in and saying, I feel so much better. I'm so glad oh. I came. Um, so those that are the rewards. Yeah. Those are the rewards that we get for the ooey gooey. We love the ooey gooey. <laughs> so if you're ooey gooey, don't be afraid to come see us. We will take care of Hannah you. Hannah loves it. The, the grosser right. the better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, um, so what are some of the other, you know, obviously diabetes is an issue. I know I had a family member that just had just poor circulation in general, which is kind of what you were referring to earlier, right. but it got completely out of hand. So what are some of the other things during the summer, especially, that you see at the wound care center that... That doesn't have anything to do with having diabetes or, right. or whatever. So a lot like of it is... Fishing hooks? Yes. <laughs> yes. So we, we haven't seen any fishing hooks, but we've had accidents while fishing. So, I mean, fishing plays into if that. If you have that, you know, fish hook and you're stuck in your cheek and it gets infected, come, you know, um, come see her. Well, get it out first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yes, any kind of accidents. I mean, mowing accidents, trips, trips and falls... 
um, just generally people are out working and outside yes. working. So any kind, you know, tractor injuries, crushes, burns, injuries, I can see burns like on your sure. leg. I was on our, uh, started up our four wheeler the other day and had on shorts and wasn't thinking, and you know, it doesn't take but one second for that thing to burn mm -hmm. your leg. Yes. We see lots of burns in the summer and I was telling them injuries from fireworks, um, yes. which apparently Porterhouse likes to play with fireworks because <laughs> they were teasing him about it, but they, when he walks in the door, you're going to know what happened. <laughs> yes. Um, they're very, they are dangerous. I mean, everybody likes to play with them, but I've had a firework or a firecrackers hold, I was holding it and lit it and we were going to throw it that you were probably there. <laughs> We're not, that's one of those stories that we're not going to talk about how it happened. But yeah. anyway, but yeah, it, it just immediately went off in my hand and burnt my hand really bad. So I, you know, things oh. like that, you just have to be very careful. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's summer. Everybody's out and about doing who knows what, and you're going to get injured. But, um, and like I said, if you have a question about whether you should come in, just come in and we'll take care of you and get you to the right place if you're not in the right place. So, Well, the thing is, you guys are never going to say, why are you here? Like, no. that's not bad enough for you to be here. You want people to come in because the quicker, the better. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have patients that we've seen with terrible diabetic foot wounds that as soon as they get a, a, something little on their feet, they come back because they don't want it to get to that out level. of hand again. Right. And that, you know, they've had amputations in the past or something. They, they're scared to death. We're I, never going to look at them and say that you could have waited another six weeks on this, you know? No, we're, no, let's we're, get it fixed now. Right. And the sooner people come in, the quicker we're going to heal them because once those wounds set up, you know, they, there's bacteria and then they get these hard edges. And once those kind of set up like that, then it, it's harder to heal the, the more acute they are, the easier they are to heal. Sure. And then we can tackle everything. You know, we check for infection. We do labs. We check their blood flow. All those things when they come in just to make sure that we have all the boxes marked and um, that we can heal you as quick as we can. Because we know right. not everybody wants to come to the doctor every week. But Well, you don't, but you also don't want to lose a limb or a foot or a toe or whatever either. So, right. you know. Gas prices suck, and we know that, but, yes. you know, you need to take care of your body, too. Take care of your body. That's right. Yeah. So, back to diabetes, what would be your advice for people, and I, I overheard you saying this on the, on the radio, but what would you say to people um, to maintain the diabetes and to make sure that, that you're doing all the right things? And I kind of got the gist that you were saying just be consistent with everything. That That is a big thing with diabetes is consistency. Um, routine. Routine. Knowing, you know, what you're eating, not really eating the same thing every day, but kind of, you know, eating at the same time every day. And um, that way, you know how much that's going in and you can, if you're taking insulin, you know how much insulin to take. Um, exercise is key. Walking is great for diabetics. Obviously, nobody's going to be walking today. <laughs> Yeah, don't walk in your bare feet. No. <laughs> um, but walking is excellent for diabetics. And just making sure that you're eating to fuel the body, and, you know, and not like excessively eating, obviously. Yeah. Um, just because you have a piece of cake, um, 
diabetics can eat what they want, basically. I mean, they can. But you have to eat in moderation, just like anything else. Sure. And like we all should be doing. Yes, absolutely. Take care of your skin. Take care of your feet. If you've got um, rough feet, you know, your toenails are bad, those kind of things, see a podiatrist. Um, it's good to get established with a podiatrist. Which and you have at Holzer as well. We do. Yep. We have Dr. Seth. He's awesome. Yes. Dr. Curtis and Jackson. Him. And we have Dr. Clark and Dr. Eastman and Galpolis. Um, But... Yeah, get to the podiatrist. Um, you know, they can look at your feet and know if there's something mechanically that they can fix. Um, and sometimes that's what happens with diabetics is they walk, their muscles um, form and their bones form a little bit differently in their feet. Okay. So they will get terrible calluses in certain areas and the podiatrist can look at that and say, oh yeah, we can fix that. And then the wounds heal right up. Because okay. they're not putting pressure on those areas. Sure. Because of the way your, your yes. feet are placed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yep. So once again, this is the great thing is like, I know I've seen Dr. Kearney a couple of times um, and he's, he's just awesome. He's so, yeah. he's so nice to talk to. And um, <laughs> because I had, so, I had an issue with my foot, this is a funny story. And he said, really, I should put, I, you need to be in one of those boot things. <laughs> and he said, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm. I know better. He knows better. Because <laughs> he's like, you're not going to run around that restaurant with a boot thing no. on. It's not going to happen. So let's no. let's try plan B. Right. So, um, but yeah, they'll work with, with you. But the great thing is, you know, you have that podiatrist there. You have the wound care center right there. Mm -hmm. um, everybody can work together. And our podiatrists are in the wound center too. Yes. A couple of them. So, I mean, it, again, it's just an adjunctive therapy. Um, if we feel like they need to see their primary physician, then sometimes we will just go ahead and make their appointment because they're stubborn and they get home and they forget. Um, well, but, yeah. you know, it's just everybody sure. kind of working together to make to take care of the patient. And that's what I love about the Holzer family just in general is the fact that, you, you know, like you're within the system. So, like, you're going to know and, you know, and you could call and say, hey. I was just there today and I, I forget what doctor they told me to call or whatever. Yeah. And everybody's going to help you out and get you in the right direction. Right. Right. That's correct. And they know what's going on with you because they can pull your stuff yeah. up. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Do you have to, um, how do you get to the wound care center? And what I mean by that is as a patient, like, can you just call the number and get an appointment yourself? Do you have to be referred by your doctor or? You can, <clears throat> excuse me. You can call and get your own appointment. So um, a lot of, we'd get a lot of referrals from, you know, different providers, primary care, emergency room, urgent care, but patients can call themselves if they have something that's not healing and they're concerned about it, they can call themselves and get an appointment. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Do we have any questions? James? Yeah. We got a question about mosquito bites and things like that during the summer. Oh. oh, we do see a lot of bites in the summer. I never thought about that. Um, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, what do I do about that chigger right there, Hannah? <laughs> Jen. <laughs> see, I really do have one. <laughs> I'm going to take a moment to have to assess that. But um. She's going to squeeze it here in a minute. <laughs> do we need to so, bring the camera over to that side? Yeah, no, I, I can just stick my leg up there and show you. But anyway. So we do see a lot of bites during um, this time of year. So. I can see that. Mosquito bites can get nasty, just like um, tick bites and all the other kind of vermin out there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, number one, wear bug spray. 
Yeah. You know, like protect yourself. Protect yourself. Yeah. Tick bite. Yeah. I mean, there's sunscreen and bug spray. Sunscreen and bug spray. Don't they make it mixed? Yeah, they do make it mixed. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Get this get some of that. But um, as far as insect bites, yes. If you we see infected spider bites, we've seen um and infected mosquito bites, you know, if it's anything that you're concerned about, we can certainly take a look at it. Love but that. um you know, and this is a problem with bites is like, um, or you just, you know, we're all out doing landscaping and stuff and you rub up against some weed that like your body doesn't agree with. And I did that the other day and I kept, I didn't realize it. And I looked down at my um, leg, the back of my leg, we were doing landscaping was bleeding and it's cause I had been scratching it so much. So I didn't realize. Right. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go to the woods. I've got to call Hannah, <laughs> which I have done before. <laughs> yes. But, um, but no, you just, and you don't realize cause it's, or you itch it in your sleep or something. Yeah. And the, a lot of, um, or scratch, a lot of chronic diseases do cause itching anyway. So anytime there's extra, you know, mosquito bites, poison ivy, anything like that, then it's really hard for people to stop scratching. Yes. It's miserable. It's miserable. And especially when it's 950 degrees mm -hmm. outside, which is pretty well, much what it feels like right now. And these poor people that don't have electricity right now. Oh, my, oh God. my goodness. It's so, I feel so bad. It's, yeah. Horrific. And, you know, again, and, and I preached this yesterday, but please, 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 if you have a family member or a friend or a loved one or just a neighbor, uh, even if you can't stand them, invite them over um, to, to cool off or to take a shower or something. Like cook them some dinner or mm -hmm. do something. This is this is scary stuff. Right. It's way Be too neighborly. Hot. Yes. We are way too nice of a community down here to let anyone suffer. Right. I agree. So don't do that. I agree. That's my preach again for today. But no, that could go along with the wound. Absolutely. Um, care with with um sweating and mm -hmm. all that stuff dehydration you know you're gonna walk walk with your shoes off because it's too hot to put your shoes on right so next thing you know i mean this we joke about it but it's the truth these things happen so um no and you're right nobody can um you don't like when i first took the job at the wound center i had no idea what i was getting into yeah i mean i but you really don't know until you it happens to you or you're in that situation that all the things that can happen. And then I got, you know, we all get, when we first started working there, we all get really paranoid. Like, Oh my gosh, that <laughs> happened to them. Like, so it's typical, but, um, I mean, we love what we do and we take, we, we have great patient satisfaction scores, um, from, from both centers. So we are just there for the patient. Well, and I think that's the main thing. And it's, you know, you're, nur you, you're a nurturer by nature. Mm -hmm. That's hard to say. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I spit that right out, didn't I? Um, I'm not going to try it again. Um, <laughs> but no, you, you are, you always have been that way. And um, I think that's really reflective in the, in the job that you all do. And I think that everybody that you work with out there is so kind. Yes. And um, they're very much the same as you are. So yes, we want to thank you for that. Because, you know, when you're coming in and you're feeling gross and bad and, and, you know, things are icky. Right. Um, and you may even and you're stink. embarrassed and yeah. you stink. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that can happen. That, um, and that's the thing is we just try to, you know, put your patient, put yourself in the patient's shoes and know that they don't want to be like this. Um, so we, we do what we can to help and, um, get them on their way. And a lot of times they leave 
way better than they came. Yes. Which is the reward, obviously. Absolutely. And don't be embarrassed. This is a big thing. You know, I had a family member that let something go way too long because he basically said, I, I smell. Yeah. And I don't want to go to the doctor because I'm I'm embarrassed to right. go. And, and, and it ended up being a lot worse situation than it had to be. Um, it's not going to get better on its own. If you're mm -hmm. to that point, it's not. It's You need the, help. You like need there's no neosporin in the world. No, no neosporin is going to fix it. And no, so, and we have, we do have a lot of patients. I will say that say, well, I clean it with peroxide or I clean it with alcohol and that only acute wounds need peroxide. So just a public service announcement. What does that mean? Acute? Like only wounds that are um, fresh. So like if you have a chronic wound, you don't want to put peroxide on it because it actually denatures the tissue and will make it worse. Yes. So just a public service announcement. Yeah. So if you cut yourself today, you Use can put peroxide. peroxide on to flush out right the ickies. But after that, you're actually destroying the skin around it. And Correct. Stuff, it yeah. Kind of. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And don't it, it, don't put peroxide on anything that you want to stop bleeding. <laughs> I know people do that though, and right. it, may, it it if you do laundry, that's what you get blood out with because right. it breaks it up. So right. you don't want to try to stop bleeding with peroxide because bad things are going to happen. That's right. Um, all right. Well, before we let you get out of here for the day, um, what are some of the, you know, just tips and advice that, that you have for, for our viewers during the summer um, months, especially, and we would love to have you come back in and we'll, you know, seasonally even, and, and talk about talk things about that every season people, people get themselves into, um, you know, different times. So, right. Um, so basically with, what we talked about with the summer, um, wear shoes, everybody wears shoes, not just diabetics. Um, right. because you do there, you know, as you're your increased risk of having an injury, um, dehydration is always an issue, especially, you know, the heat advisories and yeah, it's so bad right now, especially. just try to stay hydrated. Um, the, as far as the swelling in the legs, those kind of things, um, go to the doctor and let somebody help you instead of dealing with that, that constant swelling in your legs and, and that can cause open wounds. So that's the other thing is venous ulcers. It's chronic management, just like diabetes. Um, okay. you have to take care of it every day. It doesn't go away. Um, and a lot of times patients don't realize that they just think, Oh, the swelling's down and I'm, I'm fixed. And that's not always the case. So, um, and swelling is going to be increased with this heat, you uh -huh. know, that kind of thing. So, oh, huge. Yeah. Sunscreen. Everybody wears sunscreen. Bug, and spray. bug spray. Sunscreen. They do make a combo. We have established that. <laughs> so, yes. Um, I don't know what else. Just stay cool. Stay yeah. cool. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Do yeah. all the things that, that, you know, you need to do. And if you are, um, you know, diabetic, get into that routine. And, mm -hmm. and you're right, because then, that, then your body figures out how to manage itself, mm -hmm. I feel like. Yep. Yep. Routine is, I mean, you can't eat salads one day and Twinkie, a box of Twinkies the next. It just doesn't, it's not going to adjust well. So, <laughs> and I'm not a diabetes specialist. I've that had sounds a lot like of a compromise to me. <laughs> I ate a box of Twinkies yesterday, so I'm going to eat that salad today. It's yes, all good. That's how it works, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> Your body's like, what are you doing yeah. to me? Oh, my gosh. Right. I will say once I started working in the wound care center, I did 
start taking care of myself a whole lot better. I'll bet. Because you see the, um, you see the people that really struggle and they say, if I would have known what my body would do, you know, at this age, I would have taken care of myself. Yeah. So it does kind of encourage you to, to take care of your body and sure do the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. Maybe we should all hang out in the wound care center. I, I think honestly, everybody should witness it. Gotcha. Yes. Just because it does kind of open your eyes. I mean, there sure. are, yeah, there are things out there that you just don't even realize. Yep. Well, Hannah, um, before I let you go, can you tell the phone number to the Wound Care Center so people know how to get a hold of you? So the Jackson Wound Care Center phone number is 740-395-8484. And the Gallup Police is 740-446-5700. Wow, look at you knowing all that stuff. Well, when they asked me in the morning show, I was like, wait a minute, do I know these numbers? (laughs) So, and I probably gave out the fax number or something. I hope not, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope I know the numbers where I work. The thing is, listen, uh, if you just call the main Holzer number, they'll get you the right place. They will. They, the phone center will get you to where you need to go. That's Correct. Right. All right. Well, Miss Hannah Bachtel, thank you for spending the morning with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks and for uh, having me. One of these days, maybe we'll do a nighttime show and talk about our youth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which was a few years ago. Oh, gosh. Right. Almost 30 next year. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> I just told our ages. I just told our ages. I know. How do we do that when we're only 29? I know. It's crazy. That's craziness. We're just magical powers. I know, right? All right. Well, we are, um, I'm letting, going to let Miss Hannah get back to work. Uh, thank you, Miss Marla for coming in. It's always great to see you. And, uh, we have, um, a special kind of presentation from Jeremiah Shaver who went out and talked to Jackson's fire chief, Dave channel about a lot of the great things they have going on, uh, this summer. So, That's how we're going to wind up the show. So have a great day, everyone. Stay cool out there. Check on your friends, neighbors, pets, make sure. And uh, we'll see you right back here tomorrow with some more friends from Holzer. Uh, Our good friend Dave Channel is here this morning. And uh, Dave is the fire chief for the Jackson Fire Department. And uh, he's here to talk about fireworks. We're only a few weeks away, Dave. Right. So let's um, uh, let's talk a little bit about fireworks and uh, the Jackson Firemen Association. Uh, talk a little bit about what goes into uh, making that fireworks show happen. Okay. Well, the first thing that goes into it, which is the most important part, is the donations from uh, the community, individuals, businesses. Um, tourism is a big supporter. Uh, that's what makes it happen right there. Okay, I I know uh, I know on the tourism side, I think you guys are still waiting on some funding from them. Oh, they just give us a, a little bit more there last week. Okay, good. Um, so that's probably the end of that for this year. Okay, all right. And uh, like you like you always say each year, um, it's an ongoing effort to collect uh, donations. Right. So you'll accept those uh, year round and. What's not used, you always put towards the next show. So right. we talk a little bit about, about that. Uh, that's correct. Um, right now, um, the July the 3rd fireworks is already paid for. Um, we had to pay half of it down probably a month ago when I signed the contract. Um, and uh, as of right now, we are short for the December one. Uh, 
So, you know, anybody that still wants to donate, well, I decept it. And like you said, any money that's left over, then we carry it over for next year. Um, we have a separate uh, line for that. It's not used for nothing else whatsoever, just pr just for the fireworks or um, paying for the music, something like that. But it's not used for nothing else. And um, if you donate to it, you can uh, use a tax write-off because our association has a 501c3, so it's tax deductible. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the July 3rd fireworks since that's only a few weeks out. And uh, then maybe we can circle back and talk about the uh, the December ones and see if there's anything in the works for those. So let's let's touch on July third. You said right, July third, which is on a Sunday this year, uh, to start the uh, afternoon off with. Hopefully, around three o'clock, uh, food vendors should be in Manpower Park. Okay. Uh, Who are you expecting this year? Uh, well, I have. Uh, Detillions out of Chiller Coffee, which is the ones that bought the Steve Adams concessions out of Beaver. Okay. And they will have the Texas uh, tea, uh, the big Texas sandwich that they've had here before, plus the Apple Festival. Uh, and then Gaddy's Pizza will be here. Uh, that's a big hit. Okay. And then I have a new one this year. Um, it's it's uh, people out of Waverly. Uh, told me they've been in business for 37 years, and they will be doing uh, fresh cut French fries, um, uh, fried corn dogs, fried cheese. All right, all kinds of uh, new fried yeah. foods then so, down there in the park. Th that, this is going to be in Manpower Park, right? That's correct. Okay. Food vendors will be there in, in around the park area, starting at three o'clock. Hopefully, they'll be here by three, set up, ready to go. Okay, um, and then I have. Uh, um, kettle corn, which is, uh, can't think of the name. They're from right here in town. Is that, uh, is that like the, is it the, it's not grannies. Oh, that was the one I was thinking of then. Um, is it the Newman's maybe Newman's or no, a different one. Well, anyhow, you'll have, you'll have a kettle yeah. corn booth set up there. Right. If, if it comes back corn, to you, we can touch on it. Yeah. We have a uh, cone of ice coming. Okay. Uh, and then I have a local guy that's coming in with the shaved ice snow cones too. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they were set up down at the festival festival of flags, maybe. Prom trailer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I seen a trailer down there. They called them like snowballs, and it was like a shaved ice. It's Travis Neal. It, it may have been may have been him. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers the food, and then um, uh, Kiwanis is involved. They okay. will have a bounce house for the kids. Okay. And they will be doing some face painting there and free popcorn. All right. Um, and that's and, usually near the shelter house, right. right? They're usually up by the shelter house. Okay. Yep. And then uh, from 5 o'clock until 8 o'clock, uh, Tommy Hill will be playing music out of the gazebo. And then at 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock, uh, supposed to be a live remote. Uh, I'll talk to Matt. So okay. that should be going on. All right. And then at 10 o'clock, the fireworks will go off. Um, and prior, starting at 9 o'clock, every 15 minutes prior up to the fireworks, we will be letting a loud firework off to yeah, signify the, to get people, those get booms, people geared, right? geared up. Yeah, get everybody excited yeah. for the fireworks. Get everybody excited. Yeah. And then... Uh, 
at 7 o'clock down on Broadway between South Street to Broad Street, uh, line up for the parade. Uh, no registration. Anything wants to be in the parade, just show up. Cars, motorcycles, baton groups. Okay. Anything to make it interesting. And that will pull off at 8 o'clock. And we will set a uh, another loud boom off uh, to signify the parade starting. Okay. That will come up Broadway to Main Street, make a right, and go toward Manpower Park where it will break up. Okay. Do you know, is uh, the marching band going to be in it this year? I have no idea about the band with, okay. uh, you know, uh, school out right, and so forth. Right. I know sometimes they're, they march in it, I think, don't they? I think they have maybe yeah. in the past. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to see, of course, I was never in a band, but I would like to see a community band. As many kids as went through the Jackson High School band program, mm-hmm. which is really great be nice to have a community band so, for that kind of stuff yeah that'd be cool like a march during the summer so i i, I believe that's pretty much the fireworks uh, end of it uh you know like i said fireworks bit, fireworks the, at dark 10 o'clock 10 o'clock 10 o'clock okay the other thing too we do have a uh, new um fireworks company this year it's been zembelli in the past mm-hmm. so this year um we went with uh, American Fireworks, who's out of Hudson, Ohio. Okay. The same people that overseen the release of the fireworks uh, will be the same people. They're just doing it for a different company. Okay. How, how much? Uh, how much was the fireworks show this year? And Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars, and about how long of a show are you expecting? Probably about eighteen minutes. Okay. Um, with it being a new company, can we expect anything uh, anything exciting or new or about the same type of show? Or Well, I have not seen none of their fireworks other than looking at some of the references. Okay. They're from up northeast Ohio. And they okay. got a lot on both sides of the river up in that area. All right. So, I mean, they're pretty well known. They've been in business since uh, 1927, I believe it was, owned by the uh, Sorgi family. So... Okay. Uh, there's a lady that actually works there who's from Piketon, and she is really thrilled that Jackson has signed on with them. Oh, good. So. Good. Um, we were talking uh, before the show. Um, wanted to see if you knew anything about the uh, the new legislation that's going to be starting next month regarding residents and fireworks. Yes. I uh, read a little bit about it. Okay. Uh, the fireworks, there is, uh, I don't know the exact dates. There's yeah, certain there's times. 11, 11 days a year is what we read. There's certain times there in the month, July, New Year's, that you can set consumer-grade fireworks off, where before you was not allowed to do that. Now, they're, unless a municipality or township opts out of it, then they can legally set consumer-grade fireworks off. And, the, and the, these are residents that can do that, right? Right. Residents yeah. can do that. You get, you, do you have any advice for these folks well, when it comes to... Just be careful with them. Don't want to start fires. Number one, don't want to see nobody get hurt. Uh, just be really, really safe with them. Okay. Um, I know uh, each year something that we always uh, talk about, too, is those uh, Chinese... What is it? The paper lanterns that people set off. Uh, the you want Chinese. to issue a, issue a reminder for that again this uh, this 
season, you know, coming up? The Chinese lanterns, which you release, and they are typically like a hot air balloon. You light the candle in there, and it takes it up into the air. Those are illegal in the state of Ohio to set off because you have no control of them. You don't know where they're going to land on top of a building. Mm -hmm. uh, they're very unsafe and uncontrollable, so right. do not set them off. Yeah, you still see people... So people oh, do yeah. it out there. Yeah, we'll see them July the 3rd somewhere in the area. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you were talking about the fireworks in December. Um, let's circle back to that real quick and talk a little mm -hmm. bit about the... Uh, it's still a little ways off, but you said you're still needing funding for that, right? Right. And you have you received all your funding that you can from the tourism now for that? I feel, I feel the tourism is... Okay. Uh, they've gave to us twice, Okay. and uh, I'd say their money's pretty much... For the year. Can you kind of explain for people that don't know, like where that money comes from, that tourism money, tourism and, and money, how it's how it's tourism money given comes out? from the local uh, motels. It's like a bed tax, yeah. and uh, they give it out to organizations that will bring people in here, whether to stay more at the motel or support support tourism. People come in here from out of town to the events. It's very beneficial to groups that uh, are not self-supporting. Okay. Jeremiah's been to those meetings. Yeah. He might have something else on it. I know that's yeah. That's that's the bed tax, like you said, and uh, they usually try to give those funds out to folks that. Um, and when you say they, that's the uh, the, the county tourism and conventions bureau, which is made up it, of many members of the city. It's Council, the correct? city of yes. city tourism board, not county. Right. Yes. That's made up of uh, president, council, one councilman, um, councilman, and, and the, the auditor. auditor. Yep. That's who yeah, make up that board. That's who okay's the money to be divided amongst the applications that are submitted. Okay, but um, anyway, uh, just to circle back, um, if people wanted to uh, make donations to the Jackson Firefighters Association, um, why don't you tell them where they can send? They can, they can send their donation, whether it's cash or check. Uh, they can send it to the Jackson Firefighter Association, 152 Pearl Street, uh, Jackson, Ohio, and uh, we'll get it. And any donations is greatly appreciated. Like I said, we are still short. Uh, I know money is tight everywhere with everything that's happening. Um, but hopefully, I feel the community will come forth and we'll be able to still pull it off. This will be the, I believe, the third year for the Christmas one. It seems right. Um, yeah. And I think it's been very well received by the community, switching to the evening, the evening parade, and then the evening fireworks and food vendors out there, I think, and the Christmas tree lighting. I think it's uh, really been a really nice switch. It has. It's really brought the community together, I feel, during the holiday season. Right. And then, you know, COVID was right there in the beginning when we switched it. So with everything with COVID, it's helped too to give people a chance to do something. Okay. Um, so to switch over to your, uh, your fire hat here at the fire department, I know we've talked several times about uh, the Jackson Fire Department and uh, the need for firefighters. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about what it takes to join and uh, like what, like we've talked about before, um, when we when we did that story a few months back, um, if you want to touch on that, Dave. 
Well, we're still uh, looking for volunteers to be on our uh, department. Uh, it's like I've said before, if you really want to serve your community, uh, it's very rewarding to save somebody's mm -hmm. property, somebody's life. Um, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's really, it is, it's really rewarding to do that. Uh, to do it for our department, um, you just need to go to the city building and get an application and fill it out, and then we'll interview you, and then you have to do a physical, then you have one year to get your training in, which is a 36-hour course. Usually nowadays, they're running two weekends, and you're done uh, to get your certification. And once you are um, um, accepted on the department, you have one year to get that training in, and that's a that's a state of Ohio law. That's not Jackson Fire <coughs> Department. Okay. And uh, like, like you said before, um, when we talked, uh, your department has nine active on the on the roll or roster, however you guys say it. But um, you always want to reassure the community that even though there's only nine on the roster, um, other fire departments can come and help. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, last year, we signed a automatic aid agreement amongst all eight departments in the county, and it's all broke down into sections per protocol. The dispatcher knows who to page, uh, what areas mapped off, and the what departments the closest. That was uh, designed by the chiefs and assistant chiefs, and uh, so we always got help coming for structure fires and alarm activations. And then if we need more help, then we can just call mutual aid and get other departments coming too. If it's bigger than what we can handle at that point or just like this week, the heat is going to be really tremendously hot and it would be hard on firefighters. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I know they're at the fire station. Um, a lot of people don't realize that you guys are, a lot of you are, you're all volunteer, right? Is there anybody that's paid <clears throat> on the department? They get a, uh, a, a stipend for their services. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure how that, how that worked. Yeah. They get a stipend for their services for the call. Mm -hmm. uh, right now the state just come out with a, a program, uh, a task force. And they are uh, awarding money to departments to try to help uh, recruitment. Okay. Uh, I remember you mentioned that before. And I know um, my city auditor's office was filling ours out today to try to um, help people um, be, to be want to come that. Um, you know, there's different things you can do to apply for to hopefully we can get some of that money in southern Ohio. Okay. I mean, a shortage a shortage is not just here in this county. It's statewide, it's nationwide. It's just like it's just like all the businesses that you know, don't have help to run a restaurant or a store. Fire, EMS, law enforcement, we're right in there too. All right. Um I know in the past when we talked, uh you talked about maybe doing an open house sometime in the future. Have you thought any more on that? Yeah. Um, 
hopefully going to be able to do one this summer um, and have an open house and have people stop by that wants to look at the trucks and get them interested, um, you know, and try to get them to come aboard. Okay. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this event is until August, but you want to talk a little bit about Pig Iron Day. Yes, this will be the 29th year for Pig Iron Day. We took it over in the 10th year, and we've kept it going from where Tom Evans, Ron Speakman, uh, Robin Pucker, and Ed Henderson started this, and we've kept it going, and uh, it's really been a, uh, a good deal. I mean, it, you know, it's low-cost food, free water, free pop, uh, hot dogs, pork sandwiches, planer barbecue, brats, and then we cook uh, beans over the uh, fire, uh, cornbread, and then um, I just uh, brought on board um, Red Brush Band is going to be there this year. Oh, okay. Uh, they haven't been there for several years. Yeah, it's been a little bit. They were down at the Festival of Flags in May. It sounded really good. Yeah, well, they were out at Rowdy Saturday night, so I stopped there and talked to them, and they said, yeah, they was be interested in playing. Okay, so you got that looking forward to in mm -hmm. August? Yeah, and then the Appalachian Old Car Club does the car, car show. show. They oversee that part. We don't have nothing to do with that. And then I'll have... Uh, Couple. Always brings a lot of a lot of cars and yeah. folks in. They have a pretty good draw for that. As long as the weather's good, yeah. people don't want to bring them nice cars out right. if it's bad. Right. Usually the park's full and kind of overflows there into that side piece there between Walgreens and the park. Yep. And then uh, uh, have a couple bounce houses that we, that day for the kids. Okay. Um, Kona Ice will be there also, and the kettle corn stand will also be there. So, uh, you know, again, a pretty good variety of food. Okay. We'll talk about the auction. Yeah. Then we will have the auction at 1 o'clock, which those plaques and bars, bars are free at starting at 11. Uh, and then the auction is at 1 o'clock um, with do the we, plaques. Do we know what is special my, ones are this year? Uh, I can't still, tell you that. Still yeah. working on that? No, I've oh. already given it to Osco. Okay. I've already given them two names. We're about to run out of furnaces in okay. the county. All right. So that's been so a good then, deal. Then what happens? I don't know what we'll come up with. Okay. <laughs> um, and when, when he says furnace, he's talking about the, um, the the old furnaces that used to be around the county. Right. That used to burn on, uh, is, it, is, it, is it charcoal? A lot of them run on charcoal, right? Charcoal and coke, I think, I think it is. Yeah. But right. Osco makes all of that and donates it. So um, donates all the bars, which is usually around 900 bars. And then uh, about 16 plaques will auction off. Okay. And usually so many of those are the special ones. Uh, there'll be um, three special ones and then three of each one. There's two furnaces. Okay. And the number one... Of, of the spatial plus the regular always goes to the Lillian Jones Museum. Okay. So they they, they have the whole, we'll have the whole collection down there once right. you get through all the furnaces. Yeah. Like I said, this is the 29th year, so. Right. And you it's, guys have done two furnaces, what, a year? 
you know, two, year. yeah, for the last, I don't know, maybe eight years, something like that. Okay. We started that. Oscar was willing to do it, and Megan down at the uh, Lillian Jones Museum per, uh, comprised a list of all the furnaces in the county, so that's how that came about. Okay. Do you know how many there were all together on the furnaces? I, I can't I can't recall offhand, but no, I don't know how many offhand. I know there were several. My list. They just they kind of dotted the landscape in Jackson County. Right. The furnaces did. That's yeah. how a lot of the townships got their names, or certain areas of the county is known for that. Right. Like Keystone Station or Keystone Furnace. That's that was the name of a furnace. Right. So it helped form the county. The names of furnaces. Okay. Um. So. Here locally, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of folks celebrating uh, milestones. Uh, you know, Pete celebrated his fiftieth, and we had um, Carman the Carman celebrating fifty years in the car business. And a little birdie told me, "Is it is it this year you're going to be celebrating a milestone at some point?" January first. January first. I will be on the fire department for fifty years. So, so coming up this next year, you'll be yep. fifty years. Okay. Um, you want to talk a little bit about like when you got started uh, with the fire department? Well, I started, actually, I got put on the department in 1973. I was uh, interested in the fire department prior to that. Um, I used to chase fire trucks on a bicycle along <laughs> with some other people that yeah. used to be on there. Okay. Uh, and that's how I got started. I had a relative that was on Dayton Fire Department, mm -hmm. and he would come down here. And that's how I got interested in it. Okay. So. Um, so being involved for 50 years, I'm sure you've seen some different changes at the, how things work. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Well, back when I started, we used to wear like a, uh, it was a rubber coat. And we didn't enter structures then. Hmm. We fought everything through a window. Okay. Um, then it got so, you started entering the structures and, then you used uh, uh, negative pressure ventilation. You pulled the smoke out, and now we use positive pressure. Send the air in behind the firefighters and open up a window or door, and it pushes it out. Hmm. That's been a big change. A lot of different methods. Then. Yeah. Your gear has changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the gear, all your gear, gloves, boots, helmet, is 10-year shelf life. And when they reach out, you're supposed to get rid of them. Right. And that's a big burden expense, but it also is safety. Right. So um, hoses change, trucks. I mean, you can look at how big the trucks are nowadays. and Compared to what they used to be. Yeah. I know the one that you sometimes used to drive in the Christmas parade. I mean, yeah, a the Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah, a lot smaller than some of the ones you have down at the fire station now. Yeah. Uh, we used to have a little Rio. Uh, I think it was a 20... 29 maybe something like that uh, it was just a real small truck probably didn't have 100 gallon of water on it really yeah that was when i started what what do the what do the engines hold now what's what how much do the fire engines hold now like your tank oh and stuff? The, well our gallon tanker wise. holds 2,000 gallons really? most of wow. our trucks hold a thousand okay yeah so it's definitely come a long way oh yeah a yeah. lot more water a lot more cost yeah I mean, right now they're saying it's taking about 18 months to even get a fire truck built because they can't get parts. Okay. 
Um, when you were talking about the fire gear, I know when I was up in Wellston and visit the fire department there, I was talking to the chief Pelletier, Ryan Pelletier. Um, they had had a levy passed up there recently to kind of help with purchasing gear, and he was telling me about the uh, that shelf life, like he said, of 10 years. And uh, I, you know, you look at, he said, even if it looks brand new, if it's 10 years old, it still has to be switched out. Yeah, everything has a date of manufacture on it. And that's what they go by. And what they go by. But uh, he was kind of, you, you want to talk a little bit about the ensemble? Like what all what all you wear? Well, of course you have your helmet. Um, and then you have your fire coat, uh, which is lined to keep you from getting burned. Um, and then you have your fire pants, same deal there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're lined also. And then you have boots. And then... Uh, gloves and then of course your SCBA uh, for self-contained breathing apparatus that they carry on the back a lot of people think that's oxygen it's not oxygen it's just class D air same air that's you know we filter it through different processes to use that because we have a breathing air compressor machine and it goes through different filters to make it grade D that's interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. I always thought it was oxygen, I no, guess. No, it's not <laughs> oxygen. It's called grade D air. Grade D air. Yep. And you guys have a machine, like a yep. machine there at the station that. Yeah, we have a compressor there that uh, takes the air, just the regular air, and purifies it to meet that standard. And then uh, four, four times a year, it's tested and sent to Florida to make sure it meets that grade D. Uh, certification uh, and then the machine itself is serviced twice a year uh, company out of Columbus comes in changes the oil checks it all out to make sure it's functioning properly okay um, anything else you can think of you want to touch on about the fire department or no anything like that the events and stuff that's coming up just come out support the yeah, vendors one, yeah one more t- one more time tell them when when to expect to see fireworks? Uh, July the 3rd, which is on a Sunday this year. Um, at 10 o'clock on Sunday evening is when the fireworks will go off. Starting at 3 o'clock in the Manpower Park, there will be food vendors. Kiwanis will be there. Bounce House. Uh, free music from 5 to 8 with Tommy Hill playing out of the gazebo. And then 8 to 10, uh, be a live remote on 96.7. And that's where the fireworks will, soundtrack will be uh, going off at 10 o'clock. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your appreciate your time, David. And uh, we're uh, so so tomorrow on uh, Main Street TV. Um, Gail Games, uh, Vice President with Training and Organizational Development from Holzer Health Systems, will be our guest. So be sure to tune in for that. And uh, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks for stopping by, everybody.